Hello, I'm Bianca Cotton, your host of Behind the Confidence Smile. I am so excited to be here with special guest Jaya Brown today. And we are going to talk about her journey of growing up being an adoptee. So welcome, Jaya. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here and opening up a page of your life story for us Mm -hmm. to talk about such a deep and meaningful topic, Mm -hmm. such as being adopted. Absolutely. Yes. So when you were younger, um, did you, before you knew you were adopted, Mm -hmm. did you ever hear about adoption or Mm -hmm. it talked about in school? That's a great question. I don't believe that I was familiar with the concept of adoption, you know, prior to finding out that I was adopted. I was so young or I was an adolescent when I did find out that I was adopted. But prior to that time, no, I don't I don't think I was familiar with it. It's it's actually a really complex uh, institution might not be the right word, but, you know, it's it's definitely a way that a meaningful way that families become families or expand their families as well. So I've learned much more about it in the most recent years. But um, but yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't familiar at that time. I don't know many people that even talked about it, friends or family that even talked about it before. Mm. You know, I was officially introduced to that the concept and its its impact on me. Okay. So when do you remember being embraced mm-hmm. by your uh, parents mm-hmm. who adopted you? And what I mean by embrace is taken home, even though you didn't know mm-hmm. that that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I have early memories of being with my my mom and my my dad. And you'll hear me refer to mom and dad. They're the only mom and dad that that I've met that I know, but it's my adoptive parents. But I will say I don't have a recollection of this moment, but I recently in 2018 received my birth records. And in my birth records, I did not realize that part of the packet was going to include my post-adoption, well, my pre-adoption, rather, journey. Mm. And one of the moments that sticks out for me is where the social worker indicates that my parents were coming to see me at the foster home for the first time, and we apparently spent hours together when they returned me to the foster home and I departed from my father, I called him daddy. Wow. And that was the very first meeting with them. And the reason why that is so powerful to me and stuck out for me is because I am such a daddy's girl. And it's very validating and just so special to me to hear that from the moment we met, we had this connection, we had this bond. And I was 23 months when I was adopted. So, you know, I was really young at that point, but something 
connected, connected us wow. right in the beginning. And so I have very grand memories of the bond that me and my father to this day still have. And just the way that he has always shown up as being a very influential figure in my life and in the rest of my siblings' life, because there's more, which yes. I know we'll talk about. There's, oh, yes. There's more of us. <laughs> it's many. Yes, there's many of us. <laughs> there's many. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, hugging was a thing in our family. Uh, so hugging, um, I love you, was big in our family on one side of right. the family, right? So I, I did feel that love and that affection, that appreciation. I felt valued and respected um, specifically and especially from my father and then from my grandparents and my aunts. Um, and so when you think about just like when I think about early memories, beyond just my parents, there's actually other people that are um, early, like were early uh, examples of love for me. Beautiful. Ah, beautiful embrace yeah. and story. So with this bond with your father, mm -hmm. uh, when did you discover you were adopted or how did they tell you? Mm -hmm. So... My dad and I were talking about this around the time when I received my birth records, which I was hesitant over the years to even pursue getting my birth records. So when I received them, there had already been a conversation with my mom and my dad that I was finally going to start this journey uh, officially. And so when I received the records and I talked to my dad, one of the first questions I asked was, when did you all tell me that I was adopted? Mm. So my dad says that it was somewhere between age seven and 12. So I was an adolescent at that point, you know, definitely before I was a preteen, I think. So it, it was probably more in the um, seven to 10 range, I would guess, just because I knew well before I was in middle school, grew up in, in Tennessee, um, and so middle school was seventh and eighth grade. I knew well before that point that I was adopted. So I would venture, he would venture to say it was probably closer to the seven or uh, seven to ten range. But interestingly enough, I don't remember the conversation, mm -hmm. but I remember the reason why they told me. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because... When I was adopted, a lot of my first cousins are older than me, way older than me, um, you know, some 10, 15 years older than me. And so my parents were concerned about someone slipping up and saying it or just saying it, you know, very um, not with any intention of yeah. being hurtful or anything, but just bringing it up because they were young enough to wear you know, they would still be curious and ask questions and all of that. So that is part of the reason why I learned so early on, uh, according to the conversation that I had with my with my dad. Did that change how you felt about your parents 
No, not not at that particular time. But I will say, like, I've always felt this this sense of like, where do I belong? Where do I fit in? Um, it, it natural sort of disconnects around identity. But it's interesting. I look a lot like my family, and you many people wouldn't know unless we open up and talked about it. And that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> where that was, you know, openly talked about, but not necessarily in a positive light. Mm. And knowing that it wasn't necessarily always shared in a positive light is honestly what made me feel so, I would say, self-conscious about mm-hmm. opening up and, and talking about being adopted and not necessarily having those connections to really be able to understand and articulate and really process what it meant to me or how it was affecting me. Mm-hmm. But my siblings, even to this day, um, they encourage me to share and talk about my experience as an adoptee and I was going to say, but, but, and you are my sister. Right. Like that is always there. You are my sister. I don't care what anyone says, like you are my sister because that's all we've known, you know, together. And again, when you see us, you'd never know. So it's, um, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. He always knows what he's doing. And that's your family. That's my family. (laughs) Right. So. And so when you talk about the not so positive Mm -hmm. experiences, Mm -hmm. what is one example of a time where it was not a positive experience? Yeah. So this is the other interesting part of me receiving my birth records and another data point for me that was very validating. In my records, it talks about the social workers' observations of me and my mother, and there was a disconnect. There was just observations of her maybe pushing me off of her lap or, you know, I'm tiny at that point. I'm, I'm young at that point, uh, coming for a visit and, and seeing that when I got out of the car, I was kind of left at the curb mm. while my mom, you know, hustled towards the door. Um, and again, why that's powerful is because it underscores just kind of the um, dynamic that I have even to this day with my mom. And it's a very complex relationship that has skewed uh, negative. It, it skewed hurtful. And, you know, as I continue to process, I I work with a a therapist that specializes in trauma, which adoption has been defined Mm -hmm. as a trauma. And so we talk very openly about, you know, just my experiences and such. And so through that, I understand that my mother may not have the capacity to love me in the way that Mm -hmm. I needed to be loved. And may not have had the capacity or may not have the capacity to process 
the impact of me not necessarily being her natural born child. And also that me not being her natural born child may not be why I have this experience with her because over the years I've discovered that all of my siblings and I have a similar experience for different reasons. But one of the situations that uh, came up, um, me and my brother were speaking and he talked to me about a really traumatic moment that still stands as one of the most traumatic moments for him when he was maybe four. And he remembers hearing my mother tell me, I will send you back. Mm. And I remember her saying that to me. I did not realize or remember that my brother was in the room. And my brother said that for him, processing, like, a mom telling a child, where do you send them back to? Like, you know, and at that point, I don't know. I'm certain that there wasn't a discussion around me being adopted. He was so young. It was the only the two of us for a little bit. And to this day, that even saying that out loud right now, that it stings to hear, especially me now as a mother, hearing or recalling a mother saying that to a child and even more so for my brother to have witnessed that. Me and my brother are extremely close and have had this bond for a very long time. And to share such an unfortunate and such a hurtful experience together and not realize it. I right. never realized that. It's literally been just a couple of years that we had this conversation. I never knew this. But that's an example of it's so dramatically different, the experience that I had with my father and with many of my aunts and with my grandparents and my siblings, as opposed to the experience that I unfortunately have with my mother. Mm. So that, uh, yeah, that, like I said, that still stings to this day. Definitely. Understandably. Yeah. Have you ever spoken with your mother about your thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. about this situation? Yes, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, it, so it's, it's, it's interesting when I started to talk about what I found in the birth records um, and how it just validated the experience that I had had growing up, it wasn't received positively. And there was an intent to shift the narrative and change the narrative from what was right on the paper. And and also from the the actual lived experience that I have had. And so it was not productive. And my decision and request, requirement rather, was that we could only have this conversation with a third party, mm-hmm. meaning a therapist, mm-hmm. um, some sort of mediator, and that wasn't received well. So to this day, we we actually are not on speaking terms. Wow. Um, she opted to close the door. Mm-hmm. And 
um, that's hard. Yeah. You know, um, you know, on the one, one side of it, it has been such a blessing to not have, um, the toxicity that exists in our relationship. So I wouldn't change the fact that there's been a break from that. It has been eye-opening for me. It has helped me, again, through the work that I'm doing in therapy as well, um, through the supportive village that I have made up of friends and family. And this includes my father and my siblings and my aunts as well. It's made me realize what I deserve and how I deserve mm-hmm. to be treated. And also that some people do not have the capacity to love you, to receive you, to appreciate you in the ways that you deserve. And I think I needed that time or I have and continue to need that time to really understand it because when you are an individual that doesn't necessarily is not rooted you know is not rooted in something you you know when when there when roots there can be insta- instability the instability yeah. right instability in your self confidence instability in who you are instability in whether or not you are enough for other people and that is something that has it it, it started very early on because what I had to understand is I was struggling with this dynamic of another experience or another another um I guess an experience that I had was that my mom would say that I was left in a trash can. Well, mm-hmm. that wasn't true when I got my records, but I'm a grown up finding this out. So this was the narrative your whole my whole life. childhood, teenagehood, young right. adulthood. I wasn't wanted. I was thrown out, right? So obviously that that's very much um that that shapes you a lot. That that is something that I have had to unpack and you know unpack and also box it up and you know leave it somewhere else, you know, mm. get it up out of my my, right. my energy and my space. And, you know, it's, it's something that I continuously work through, but I also think that I, I just, I needed the, the time that I have had over the course of these, I think we're approaching four years now. Wow. To really be able to productively unpack that and to reflect and and just be able to do the work so that you know we talk about generational curses yes right like i don't want to pass that to, pass to it, your no. daughters and i have two now mm-hmm. and i it was my husband and i talked about this like he remembers how concerned I was about the thought of being a mother to a daughter right? because I didn't want that same dynamic. And he would 
often, often encourage me to say you whatever we have, this is before kids even came into the picture, you won't have that same dynamic because you're doing the work right. and you also understand how your experience growing up has made you feel. And I've had the same conversation with my siblings as well. We are so focused on making sure that our experience the positive things are passed along and we create new experiences and memories for our children. And we learn from the experiences that were not so positive, but maybe necessary to shape who we are. I don't mm. know. They've, they've absolutely shaped who we are right? or who we, we've become, who are, who we are becoming But it, it it's a uh, it's complex. It's I, I say like adoption. Um, I'm been blessed to start connecting with other adoptees, and though our experiences are not identical, there's a lot of similarities, and there's two things can be true at one time. There's the right. blessing of it. There's also the trauma of it, you know, and you have to work through both sides of it. And like I said, for me, it's, it's how do I continue to do the work mm-hmm. on myself so that I can just be better for my daughters and other people around me, other adoptees. Right. Um, you know, so. Wow. First, I want to say thank you for opening up more pages of your book and sorry to hear about your experience specifically with your mom. Um, Mothers have the power Mm -hmm. and force and influence Mm -hmm. to pull on the heartstrings of the of our children, <laughs> we right? Do. We know that. We <laughs> right. know well some people may know it. Some people may not. Mm-hmm. But also in us understanding that our mothers are complex humans too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not giving any excuse mm-hmm. to treatment. Not at all. That's not oh, what absolutely. I'm uh sharing, but I know in my own journey, understanding my parents' history, mm-hmm. their journey mm-hmm. helped me understand what I saw. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And not everyone has that opportunity to have those open conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so happy that you are intentional about doing the work, mm-hmm. building community with other adoptees and saying, this is the conundrum mm-hmm. that I live in. This is the complexity of my life. Mm-hmm. But what I've made a decision to do is to show up for my daughters right, and the best light mm-hmm. as I continue to do the work. That's powerful. Thank you. I'm proud yeah. of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm honestly I'm proud of of myself, you know, as well. And I 
feel compelled to be that voice and that advocate and that champion for other adoptees because I didn't see that growing up. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that growing up. So I want to be that resource, you know, and, and even whether, you know, if it's folks considering adoption or, um, you know, folks considering giving up children for adoption, you know, like it's all, it's kind of like a, a, that trifecta, if you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's multiple sort of angles to it and multiple people that are part of, you know, the journey and part of the process. And I think it's important that we share these experiences so that we uh, can not only heal, because this is right. very healing, like being able to talk about this, I'm I'm finding is very healing um, for me, but also it could bless or help someone else that mm-hmm. might think like I did for so long, it's me. I'm the only one having this experience. Um, I'm not. No. I'm not. My experience is my experience. And it, like I said, it may look different from someone else's experience, but it's still, there's elements of it that could still, you know, just impact someone else. I know I learned from others that I've spoken to that are, sort of part of that trifecta, um, even again, sharing experiences with my siblings and how it felt growing up in a home where they would hear certain things like this or where, you know, we were growing up together as siblings. It's important for all of us to sort of understand what the other's uh, perspective is. So Definitely. And especially since you were the only adopted in the other siblings were yes. natural born and I want to say that that in itself is a whole conversation oh, right <laughs> but we but we we will we will have to have that conversation mm-hmm. at another time um mm-hmm. and I thank you for sharing your journey you. to being adopted, how you found out, why you found mm-hmm. out, the dynamics in your household, and really breaking that breaking that box and stigma of what happens in this house stays in this mm-hmm. house. We keep our stories to ourselves mm-hmm. and suffer in silence. You are breaking that. Mm-hmm. So thank you for your courage today. Thank you. Thank you for the space um, to heal. Mm. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, you all, I don't know what else to say. There is so much richness in this conversation to sit with. So I hope that if you know someone who is adopted or have adopted or um, thinking of adoption, please share this episode with them. Take care.